0: Good morning and welcome to Wollongong Salvos. We're so happy that you could join us this morning. Today we are beginning a new series on Elijah. This will be a four-part message and we will be exploring an angry king, devastating drought, epic opposition and one man who overcomes it all. Today we'll be focusing on the story of Elijah told in 1 Kings chapter 17 verses 1 to 24. I'm really excited to delve into this story It's especially poignant in our world today. With so much uncertainty, we can take comfort in knowing that God will always provide a means and always has a plan. Some context for the time period we'll be looking at. Elijah was alive during the time of the Northern Kingdom, which had experienced the reign of 19 consecutive evil kings, spanning over a 200-year time period. In fact, Elijah's time, there was a king, Ahab, who was married to a wicked woman, Jezebel. It was said that she was the most wicked woman who had ever lived. The Bible says that during their reign, Ahab did more evil in the eyes of God than any other before him. It was at this point that God said, enough is enough. However, God did not get into action and raise up a large army to take a stand against Ahab. Instead, God chose to raise up one man, Elijah. We see this throughout the scriptures. God often raises up one person to make a big difference. But Elijah was predestined for this. In fact, his name itself is a clue. The name Elijah comes from three root words, which when translated are, Lord is Jehovah, or my God is Jehovah, or the Lord is my God. And so God had hidden Elijah's destiny as a prophet in his name. But God's plan for Elijah to rise up against Ahab and his worship of false idols wasn't a grand battle to see who could fight to the death. God did something a little left-field and took Elijah into a season of hiding. This may seem a bit counterintuitive, but God was working in Elijah. He took him away from all that he knew so that he could do so much more in him. This was the season of preparation, a time to shape Elijah into the man of God that he needed him to be. God wanted to do so much through him. So as the scripture continues, we watch as God works within Elijah. He takes him through a period of isolation and then sends him to the Kareth ravine. Verse 2 says, Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Leave here. Turn eastward and hide in the Karith ravine east of the Jordan. You will drink from the brook, and I have directed the ravens to supply you with food there. So he did what the Lord had told him. He went to the Karith ravine east of the Jordan and stayed there. In Hebrew, Karith translates to cut off or cut down. It means to be cut off from the source. So it's no coincidence that that's where God sent Elijah. God is taking Elijah through a season of breaking. He's going to cut him down, humble him, teach him, and ensure that he is totally dependent on him. He is doing something that's so deep inside him that when the time comes, he will be able to do much more than he ever believed possible. I know there have been times in my life where I felt like I was in my own personal crevice Ravine. Although at the time, I was clueless that God was working in me. There are these times where we feel so isolated and we are in pain. We are suffering and we look to God and we cry out, why? It's in these times that God works in us, making us stronger for the fight ahead. For those of you out there today who feel like you're in the Carith Ravine right now and you're saying, I'm broken, I'm cut down take a moment to think about what God is trying to teach you through your struggles. What is the lesson to be learnt from all of this? For the second season, God puts Elijah through, is shaping and moulding him into a man of God. This season is of total dependence. During this time, Elijah depends on God for everything. And God provides. During this time, there was a drought. But God provided water in the brook for him to drink. God was showing Elijah that no matter what the circumstances he would provide, he was saying that he would always be faithful and Elijah could count on him to provide for him, even during the most desperate times. This is seen in verse 6. The ravens brought him bread and meat in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. This part of the story can remind us that even today, that during our times of hardship and uncertainty, God will provide for us. He is always there to walk alongside us, even when we feel overwhelmed and alone. The third and final season that God puts Elijah through is one of total obedience. So, so far, Elijah has been through isolation, dependence, And now he's moving on to the next season, which requires obedience. Verse 7 says, Sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been a drought and there had been no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him Go at once to Zarapath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. I can imagine Elijah during this time. He spent months in the Carith ravine where God has fully supplied him with all that he needs. And now the brook has dried up and God is saying, you need to go to Zarapath. He must be thinking, God, what was the purpose of me being here for months alone? You gave me all I needed. Now you've taken it all away. Have I done something wrong? Did I misunderstand you? Why has the brook dried up? Elijah was about to learn that God was setting up the next part of his plan. He took away what Elijah had relied on to give him the push he needed to go where he was supposed to go next. I have found that God often guides us by what he provides for us. We may think that God is taking away something from us that we need to survive, but the reality is he's going to replace it was something you really need for the next season of your life. In Elijah's case, the brook dried up, which resulted in him having the courage to be obedient, even though it didn't make any sense to him. So Elijah travels hundreds of miles across the barren land and comes to the widow who God said would provide for him. In verse 10, it says, so we went to Zarapath, where he came to the town gate. A widow was there, getting sticks. He called to her and asked, Would you bring me a little water in a jar so I might have a drink? As she was going to get it, he called, And bring me, please, a piece of bread. The widow was confused. She was probably thinking, Doesn't this guy know it hasn't rained? There's been a drought. She goes on in verse 12 to say, as surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread, only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to to take home and make a meal for myself and my son so that we may eat it and die. But because of what God had done in Elijah's life so far, Elijah knew that God would provide. Elijah looked at this seemingly impossible situation and spoke faith into it. Elijah told her not to be afraid, to go home, make her bread as usual. God would provide. However, one day tragedy struck the woman. Her son suddenly died. She said to Elijah, What do you have against me, man of God? Did you come to remind me of my sin and kill my son? Elijah then took the boy upstairs. He then cried out to the Lord, Lord, my God, have you brought me tragedy upon this widow? I am staying with. By causing her son to die? God heard Elijah's cry and the boy returned to life. Then the woman said to Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God and that the word of the Lord from your mouth is the truth. What a journey God took Elijah on. He was in the Carith ravine where he was cut down and went through a season of isolation. He then went through a season of dependence where, the, where he depended on God and God alone. Then God took away all that he had given Elijah so he could do, go on to do what God ultimately wanted him to do. God used all these seasons to shape Elijah into a true man of God. Every season of life that we enter into is part of our story. It is shaping us into the person that God has created us to be. As we continue on with this series of Elijah over the coming weeks, this is a great opportunity for us to examine our struggles and our times of pain and take a close look at what God is doing within us. We can learn from Elijah that having unconditional faith and a trust in God will allow us to overcome whatever we face. So I encourage you to continue to have that faith, even in times when it feels impossible. Because with God, nothing is impossible.